Hi, it's us again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Again, we're back. Uh, Here is part two of our mental health journey. This is my journey. So um, if you didn't listen to part one, um, that was my story and we posted that on Monday. So make sure you listen to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It might be a little bit more in depth than mine. Pretty sure it's a little bit more in depth than mine. That's okay. (laughs) We learned a lot about each other. Yes. So thanks again for listening and um, yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and I mean, my story is definitely not as long. Um, I'm sure you'll hear Courtney in the middle of it at some point because she has been with me through all of it. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I guess I'll start back in my childhood of I never knew that I was anxious until I was an adult, but it all makes sense now. <laughs> so, Isn't like, that funny? Right. It's so crazy because like. When I brought up nervous poops earlier, uh, that was me as a child. If I would, like, um, if you know me, I I used to raise steers and I took them to the fair um, through 4-H. And it was my favorite thing to do. I loved doing that. The animals were my best friends, so on and so forth. So you would think I'd be comfortable showing my steer because I practiced and practiced and practiced and I was so comfortable with it. But the moment... I had to walk into that ring. I thought I was going to vomit everywhere. I remember there was one time my mom had to come and get me out of the bathroom. And she was like, Haley, you can do this. Like, you have to get out of the bathroom. Like, you have to go into the ring. Like, you can do this. And I'm like, I can't do it. I'm going to die. Like, it, it was horrible. But um, I also want to, um, to preface this that I've had a lot of shit in my life. And, um, I suppress a lot of things. So my story is definitely not, is not going to be as long as Courtney's because I don't remember half of it. So, um. She can barely remember what happened last week. Correct. Like it, it, it's funny sometimes, but also sucks really bad. Um, I'm working on it, you know? (laughs) Um, so I guess going into... I would say maybe college. Our dog just ran up the stairs and we're trying to train her not to do that. Damn it. Um, I would say going into college, I definitely felt more anxiety that I didn't know was anxiety. Um, being around my friends definitely made me more comfortable. So that was nice. And I don't, if you're in college, you understand this, but, uh, I was always with my friends, like me and my best friend who ended up being my roommate for three years, uh, we were not roommates freshman year when we became friends and we were in one of each other's dorms the whole entire time, or we were in our other friend's dorm the whole entire time. So, um, that definitely made me feel more comfortable and more safe. Um, but like I said before, when I get anxiety, I don't know that I'm having it. I, I have no idea that that's what's taking over me until... I start dry heaving or until I get super nauseous, then that's when I know, oh, I'm, I missed something. (laughs) I missed, I missed a cue, but here I am. Um, once I graduated college and went into the real world, um, I definitely noticed my senior year of college when I was interviewing, job interviewing. Um, I can shoot the shit with somebody all day long and I'm a very long winded person, But if you're interviewing me or asking me questions that I have to sit and think about, I'm going to fail miserably. This is why I did not get a job right out of college. Um, I actually 
did job interviews my whole entire senior year. Like, you can probably ask my mom. I did at least 45 interviews. And I did not get one job. Because I didn't tell them what they wanted to hear. I stumbled over things. I was uncomfortable. Um, either way. That's fine. Um, I ended up getting a job. It was... It wasn't an easy job, but it was an easy job. I was a bank teller for a while. So it was an easy job in the physical aspects of the job. Like, I'm a math person. I got to count money all day. Um, It was hard on the mental aspect of you have a lot of people pissed at you, especially if you don't do what they want to because you're holding their money. So I get it. But um, so that definitely got me drained a little uh, emotionally and mentally. And then I also was a part-time um, server at one of the restaurants in town here. And, um, (laughs) I give so much credit to people in the food service because one and done for me, never, never again will I go back to serving. (laughs) I, nope. Mm -mm. I still can't picture it. Well, a main reason why I quit is because I'm the type of person, if you give me attitude, I'm going to give you attitude right back. So you get pissed. I didn't bring you an extra ranch and you're going to be rude about it. I'm going to be rude right back. Sally, ain't nobody needs that attitude here. (laughs) So then I wouldn't get tips, and then you know all servers get paid like a dollar an hour. So my paycheck was like a whole like 12 bucks every other week. Wasn't worth it. Um, And then I got to the job that I have today, which is great. Definitely gives me a lot of anxiety sometimes. Definitely overwhelms me. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, all of the stuff that... I don't know if stuff's a good word, but everything that has shown its light now. Um, it actually all started heavily when Courtney and I started talking. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, it is the, it is the truth. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to deny that. I didn't know who I was as a person um, when this was happening. And I truly didn't understand what I was going through. I didn't understand what this was. I didn't understand and what by our this, talking you meant. Mean us. This, but like within yourself, your sexuality, or like you as a person. Both, and I didn't know because I feel like we said this a few podcasts ago. Like, I don't know when people are flirting with me. So like. We would talk all day, every day. It was like, oh, she's my new best friend. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I want to be your girlfriend. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Surprise. Um, But when when we started talking, so Summerfest weekend, I was um, very nervous yet very excited to see Courtney because that was the first time we like saw. Hung out. Yeah, like hung out in person. I saw you in person. Mm -hmm. And, um. We were actually at our friend's sister house, sister's house. I was there. And I was drunk already. Mm-hmm. Straight. I was wasted. Whatever. That's fine. Summerfest weekend. Um, it's probably like one of the last times that, you, that you've gotten super drunk. <laughs> yeah. And that was what, two years ago? <laughs> Jesus. Um, and I texted Courtney and I was like, you should come over here. We're having fun. We were literally sitting at a kitchen table talking, like, what? Yeah. So, Courtney got all dolled up. She looked super cute and had her makeup done, her glasses on. Showed up in a flannel. Yep. Her red and black flannel. Um, And she sat down next to me and we were just talking. And me being me, I was, I guess, flirting. But I was, like, punching her in the arm and, like, smacking her because she did something stupid two weekends before that I'm not going to repeat here. (laughs) Um, But... 
we just kept hanging out and like she came to all of my softball games and like the one night we went uptown and we watched fireworks and we sat at the ki- at the kitchen table good we sat at the picnic table mm-hmm. and there was what like 12 people with us at the picnic table and we only talked to each other yeah like we didn't even care about anybody else so much to the fact that like your mom knew instantly yeah correct <laughs> but um that morning actually of the of the night that we hung out together um I thought I was hungover because I had to go play softball. I thought, I was like, I never get, I never get hangovers. Like, I get that honestly from my mom. I don't get hungover. I don't get sick. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And that morning, I woke up and I was just dry heaving. Never threw up. I was just dry heaving, dry heaving, dry heaving. I was like, I don't even know if I can play softball today. Like, I got, like, six games of softball I got to play today and drink beer. Like, how am I going to do this? Um... And we got to, I got to the ballpark. I'm texting Courtney already because I knew she was coming to our game and I just like talking to her. So um, I'm like texting her. I was like, I think I'm really sick. Like, I think I might have the flu. Like, I'm hungover. I'm you were sick. also trying to blame it on like McDonald's. I was. I thought I had a bad McChicken. I was pissed. Um, but then when we got to the ballpark and she showed up, I was fine. Like, when I saw her, I was fine. And it was crazy like all of my symptoms went away everything like it was this is more turning into a love story than it is a uh, hmm. an anxiety story but either way um so then i was like oh okay i guess i feel better because <laughs> mm-hmm. i also downed like a whole bottle of pepto-bismol um so then that next weekend nope nope two weekends after that mm-hmm. was pride mm-hmm. and she came up for pride and i was sick that whole weekend yes i I was miserable that whole weekend. Um, she actually, um, this is a different story, but we slept in the same bed that night because I didn't want to be an asshole and like be like, sleep. totally thought I was sleeping on the floor. Right. I'm not going to let you sleep on the floor. Seriously, if anybody comes and visits us, you can sleep in my bed. Like, I'm not going to let you sleep on the floor. Granted, we have an extra bed, but still. Um, so I was a mess that night i didn't realize that it was anxiety but i was freezing i was chattering my teeth were cold my stomach was upset all the above and i Mm -hmm. just like cuddled into courtney i was like oh my god make me warm and courtney just laid there (laughs) didn't move that was awkward (laughs) for her only not me but um and then we went to pride that next day and i was super excited like i felt great in the morning like here we go here we go and then we get to Pride, and I get a beer, because I love beer, and I go to drink it, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I just can't drink right. it. I was like, what the hell is the matter? And then, like, I started getting really nauseous, and then I, like, had to go to the bathroom all the time, and then I realized that, like, I wanted to be more than friends with her, and it was making me very anxious. And, like, when you're at Pride, if you've never been to a Pride you love everybody no matter what like there's just so much love in the air and there's no judgment ever you get overwhelmed by all of the The love love and the niceness and like yeah people will just walk past and be like oh honey i love your shirt or like i have a fanny pack that's like four years old and that says uh equality and it's a rainbow and the amount of times people ask me where i got my fanny pack is impressive like Hmm. they love it and they just talk about all the time um but that whole day i was sick like i was sick that whole entire time yes because i was just 
I didn't, because going back to I didn't know who I was, and I didn't know what this was, and I didn't know what this, I wanted this to be. Mm-hmm. So it freaked me out, straight yeah. up, freaked me out. It made you very, very anxious. anxious. <laughs> yeah, so then um, we ended up dating that night, we decided to start dating that night, and things got better, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I didn't really have many attacks. I would have quote-unquote attacks like at work Mm -hmm. um like i wouldn't be able to eat anything like i this is why i thought it was a gi problem because one day i could eat oyster crackers and be fine and then the next day i would eat the same oyster crackers and i would literally die i would be in the bathroom for no joke hours Mm -hmm. like throughout the day it was horrible right so then um I actually just saw this on my time hop. That's when I started going to the doctor. I started going to, like, a GI doctor in, like, November of 2018. And um, he was like, well, you probably have super bad acid reflex. Um, Like, let's check and see if you have a whole bunch of ulcers. And um, we'll do, like, an upper endoscopy. So that moves to January of 2019 where I got an upper endoscopy. There was nothing wrong. They can't, test results came back perfectly fine. Um, I didn't have any ulcers. I mean, I made a little bit more stomach acid than the normal human, but I'm also overweight, so it makes sense. Um, so I just got frustrated and I was like, that's such bull crap. Like, something's wrong with me. I'm going to hate this doctor forever. Bye. So I did. And um, I just, I kept getting sick. I kept. It, I couldn't keep food down. Like, I couldn't do anything. And um, I started to get more anxious with the littlest things. Like, we would travel, and mm-hmm. I would get anxious. And I don't get anxious when we travel. Like, right. I'm not... I love traveling. Like, I love going other places. So, yeah. why would I get anxious? But this is also when I started to notice a trend on if um, something had occurred, mm-hmm. um, whether it be something with your family, with work, uh, something between us, if we were fighting, mm-hmm. um, anything under the sort, if you were super stressed about um, traveling and like what if like the weather is bad. Right. There were so many things that I was kind of keeping track of in the back of my head. Um, at this point, though, not realizing that it could be anxiety related but more stress related Mm -hmm. um so i started you know tracking that and i could see a pattern right you get frustrated um upset stressed angry you would get sick either that night or the next day Mm -hmm. it was it was a cycle yeah it was literally right on the spot too um but i Going back to the GI stuff, that all of 2019, I just had tests and tests and tests done because I... Anything I, you can think of. Anything I could think of. Because I didn't... Nobody thought it was anxiety. Like, nobody thought it. Like, no. I, I also went to a neurologist. I also had a sleep study done because I had dreams. I have such vivid, vivid dreams. And they're so real and they're scary they're heartwarming they're heart like breaking like there's so many things and um so I went and got a sleep study done and then I was sent to a um another neurologist and they started putting me on sleep meds um to see if it would keep me keep me asleep at night and um 
I started taking those and it was fine, whatever. My dreams started going away, but then I started not waking up and the medicines were too much and I couldn't function the next day. I was so tired. And um, my neurologist was actually the one who suggested I start therapy. She was like, I think you just have a lot on your mind, um, which is what's triggering your dreams. You should probably start going to therapy and like talk to them about it. I was like, okay, that, you know what? I will. Fuck it. I will. So I started going to therapy and at the time it wasn't really doing much for me, but I also wasn't like putting my whole heart into it. Like I have an hour with this woman. She is my most expensive best friend and I tell her that all the time. Um, but it's, I, I ended up, I'm learning how to take the whole hour now. Like instead of just sitting there and like, what do you want to talk about today? Um, but going to therapy did help my dreams. I stopped taking the medicines because they just, they made me so tired and I couldn't function. And I don't feel like they were helping with a whole lot. No, they were just making me sleep through my dreams, basically. Yeah. Um, but then I started getting more tests done for my stomach. Like I had ultrasounds done. I had um, a, a HIDA scan done, which is um, for your gallbladder. It's where they shoot literally like metal through your vein and it goes into your gallbladder and it checks to see if your gallbladder functions. Um, I ended up, that got me through the summer, probably. I'm sure I had a few attacks in the summer that I just am blocking out. Yeah. Um, and then September is when it really, really got bad. Um I play on a softball league um, through the summer and fall up here. And the one game I got drilled by the ball right in my shin. And ah, it really fucking hurt, to be honest. Um, And I came home that night and I let it go. I let it go. I I let it go for about four days. And then all of a sudden, um, I woke up one morning and it was bright red. And it was hot to the touch. And it was just a little, little part of it. And then I was talking to Courtney throughout the day. And as the day, like, as the morning was progressing, like, it was just growing. Like, it grew probably the 10 times the amount that it was um, that morning. So I decided to try to get a doctor's appointment. Courtney came with me because she's a wonderful human. Because I was freaking the fuck out. And come to find out it was MRSA. No, it was cellulitis. Same difference. Not really. Ish. Okay. It was cellulitis. Got to make the story a little fresh. Um, No, it was cellulitis. So they gave me um, antibiotics to be on because if you don't know, cellulitis is just a bacterial infection in your skin. Yes. Um, Obviously, like when I got drilled by the softball, the laces probably cut me a little and I didn't see and dirt got in it probably. You have bacteria on on your your skin skin. and then if they get disrupted, they become they can become inflamed and that's basically what happened. Yeah. So, um, so I'm on antibiotics for that. And then the next morning I wake up and I was like, I just don't feel right. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't feel right. And this was after two doses. Yes. After two doses. And, um, all of a sudden I just start dry heaving and I, I can't like stop dry heaving. Mm -hmm. And I'm and this is before we even were trying to get ready for work. Courtney's trying to get ready for work. We got the puppy. Like this is a not even a month after we have this dog, mm-hmm. and um, so that's not helping my anxiety any. But that's fine. Um, 
I just, I'm upstairs and I'm just dry heaving and I'm like bawling my eyes out and I'm telling Courtney, I was like, Courtney, please call my mom. Like, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. And I I mean, we looked up like reactions to this mm -hmm. medicine and everything was indicating that she was having like some type of allergic reaction to it. Um, So naturally I'm like taking me to the ER because I'm like, it's going to be my luck. I'm just going to keep vomiting and then I won't be able to breathe or something. Right. I have no luck with anything. So Courtney took me to the ER and we were there and they confirmed that I was having an allergic reaction to it. So then um, put me on like, I think they pumped me with some fluids to get it out of my system and then put me on another antibiotic. Um, Come to find out about four days later, I had another allergic reaction to that antibiotic where my jaw muscle swelled. And I didn't know I was, so I went to the, like, I went to the minute clinic that time because I was like, what the hell is happening? And in this whole time, I'm very anxious about life. So I'm dry heaving no matter what. Um, And so that kind of, all of that is basically what triggered everything else. Because then I was just anxious about life in general. Like, I only went to one softball game after that. Did I even go to a softball game after that? You went, you played like one inning and then you had to leave because I I vomited. Yeah. I think that you had some type of like PTSD from you were probably afraid you were going to get hit again Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. And you just, your brain wasn't allowing you to do anything. We, we weren't able to do anything. We tried to go to restaurants and then we would leave shortly after we got there. Yeah. Um, I would just get so sick and like, and that was one of my biggest triggers, honestly, is was food. Because yeah. I, I went almost a full year with eating things on and off because some things would make me sick, some things wouldn't make me sick. Yeah. And I think that ended up being one of my biggest triggers was like, I I know for a fact we went to B-dubs one day because I always watch football at B-dubs every mm-hmm. Sunday. And that's what Courtney and I did last year when we first started dating mm-hmm. was that was uh, a routine we had this year we've gone once and it was literally last sunday yeah and um we tried to go one sunday because courtney was like i just really want wings like we can do it like you can do it like she was pumping me up i was like yeah i can do it i I got this like a good and we get in there and i sit down at the bar and i was like i'm not good not good and courtney orders a beer she's like just breathe like we'll be okay she orders a beer she starts drinking the beer I get a whiff of food smell and I sprint straight to the bathroom because I started dry heaving. Yeah. And I was like, I can't be here. I have to go home. So I went, I went home and literally driving home, I felt fine. And that would happen a lot. We would go somewhere, you would get overwhelmed, you wouldn't feel good, felt like you couldn't, um make it and then we would leave and i was fine and you were fine literally fine it was your brain was psyching yourself out and i think and and now you're you're so much better with that Mm -hmm. it's just crazy because i never felt it like i never felt it until it was too late like i never thought i was thinking about it Mm -hmm. until it was too late spiraling she's so great at it correct um but i also think that um I really had a thought there. I really did. I could see it spinning. Your wheels yeah, were spinning. I had a thought and then it just jumped out of my brain. <laughs> Sorry. But um, that's okay. So then um, we, what is it, October now? 
And um, I still am going through stomach testing. Mm -hmm. Was October when I was in the hospital? Yes. Yes. So then there was a day. I don't even know. I truly don't even know what happened anymore. I have no idea. But there was a day that I woke up and I couldn't stop dry heaving again. Like I just, I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm not on any medicines. Like, I don't know what to do. So I freaked out and I went to the ER because I was like, I, I, mind you, at this point, I literally hit my out of pocket for my insurance company because private health care sucks. But so I went to the ER and I was like, I, I can't stop dry heaving. Like, I need somebody to give me something, like, knock me out. Like, I don't care what you do. Just yeah. make me stop. And um, they actually admitted me. Um because I've been to the ER twice for it. Um, they still wanted to check and see if it was my gallbladder because every, all the signs that I was giving them was something GI related. Right. Except it wasn't painful. Like I was just dry heaving. Like yeah. there was no pain, no discomfort, no nothing. I was just nauseous. Mm-hmm. So um, they gave me another ultrasound for my gallbladder, said it was fine. Um, I stayed overnight and I had to do... Oh, a barium swallow. God, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Everybody who has Crohn's, I am so sorry because I know you have to get that shit once a year. And that is miserable. Um, But all of these horrible tests that I had, I had to eat um, radioactive eggs to make sure that my stomach was emptying correctly. Like, I did everything. Yeah. And all of my tests came back negative. Everything was fine. There was no blockages. There was no nothing. And it's weird how this goes into a full circle because the GI doctor that was on call was the one that I told to fuck off in January because he said nothing was wrong. (laughs) Weird how that goes back. Um, So he actually came in my room and he remembered me and we were talking and he was like, Haley... I don't think it's your gallbladder. And mind you, because I got admitted, my mom came up and my mom's been with me this whole time. And she was like, I really think it's her gallbladder. Like she has some of the same symptoms I have and blah, blah, blah. And the doctor's like, I truly don't think it's your gallbladder. Um, I, I think this is stress and anxiety related. And I was like, it's not stress and anxiety related. That's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. He was like, I just, he's like, I really hope I'm wrong because taking your gallbladder out is going to be much easier. But I'm, 98% sure I'm right. And I was like, what the fuck ever? You're dumb. This is why I told you to she fuck off. She was so angry. I was so mad. This is why I told him to screw off in the beginning of the year. So then I get discharged from the hospital and I go to work and do all that stuff. And um, I started going to a psychiatrist and they put me on Zoloft. Well, Zoloft, I found out three weeks later, was making me... 10 times worse Mm -hmm. and I was still dry heaving my I understand that I say dry heaving a lot but I legitimately never threw up ever there was one time one time I didn't was the night of that softball game but I threw up once out of four months like a well a whole year and a half really yeah really though and and I nothing ever came out just sat there and put my head in a bucket (laughs) Um, Carried a trash can around like it was her job. Sure did. I don't throw up in toilets. That shit's gross. No way. Um, But the Lexapro ended up making me worse than I already was. Um, No, the Zoloft. Or the Zoloft did. I'm sorry. Um, The Zoloft made me worse than I already was. So then I had my mental breakdown at work. Um, Actually, fun fact, before that, uh, 
I we hosted a Halloween party here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, it was a lot of my friends because I have more friends up here than Courtney has made because I went to college up here. So it was a lot of my friends, a lot of my coworkers. My bitch ass was upstairs in my bathroom dry heaving for over half of the fucking party. Yeah. I was pissed at myself. I'm like, because at this point I know it's anxiety. Like it has to be. And I hated every moment of me that day because Mm -hmm. I love hosting parties. I love (laughs) having people here. I love hosting people in general. Courtney and I worked so hard on... Well, Courtney, really. Yeah. Worked so hard on the decorations. She the made food. a fuck ton of food. So much food. It was very unnecessary. But we had all these cute things planned. And people started showing up. And I started dry heaving. And, like, my one coworker and her husband came. I saw them for literally 20 minutes because I was upstairs the whole time. And I felt... Oh, I was so mad at myself. I was screaming at myself in my mirror. I'm surprised you guys didn't hear me. Because I was like, stop being a fucking baby. <laughs> I was just trying to get through my brain. Um, but then the, actually that next week was Halloween. And our beautiful puppy got her womanlyhood taken away. <laughs> so she's a very... Uh, sensitive. Sensitive, dramatic puppy. So dramatic. <laughs> And um, Courtney was a doll, and we both took her to the vet that morning. But because Courtney works right next to that vet, um, she went and picked her up early, like, let her sit with her at work and stuff, because Mia couldn't, like, move. She just whimpered the whole time. The whole time. And so when I finally got home from work... She, you knew in her eyes that she just wanted to be held and cuddled, but she knew it hurt. Mm -hmm. So, like, I tried to pick her up and, like hold her so it didn't hurt but she just whined and whimpered the whole time and I didn't think that that was going to bother me but subconsciously it ruined me yeah I couldn't eat dinner I went upstairs and I was dry heaving all night and then our power went out so then I was anxious about that and then Mia was whimpering because she couldn't see and she couldn't do anything and Courtney's downstairs trying to help her in the dark and like I felt like a terrible terrible human but all I could do was sit in my bed and fall asleep with my head in a trash can yeah that's literally all I did that night and um so then I finally had my mental breakdown um because I went four days in a row waking up throwing up dry heaving um I had my mental breakdown and had an emergency appointment with my psychiatrist that next day and I was like I can't I can't do this anymore so then um he put me on Lexapro and I don't know if anybody knows their medical journeys, but it takes so long for your body to decide whether it likes something or it doesn't like it takes so long. So I had to start at, you know, your five milligrams for 10 days and then 10 milligrams and then 15 and then work your way up. And, um, I finally got up to 20 milligrams. When was that? Probably before the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, But Lexapro has been an angel to me. An angel. I'm a whole different person. Sorry for that ding. Um, Always happens to me. Right, always. (laughs) It's either either a ding or a male. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But Lexapro has been an angel. Um, I've felt... I've done a whole 360. It's crazy. Um... I've only, I can honestly say this, I've only dry heaved twice since I've been on this medicine. 
And both times I noticed I was very, 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 <laughs> very overwhelmed, stressed, <laughs> stressed <laughs> overstimulated, all of the above. So um, it it makes sense. I'm now understanding. I actually had a follow-up appointment with that GI before the holidays. And he looks at me and he's like, how you doing? And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> and he was like, okay. He was like, I was right, wasn't I? I was like, again, I hate you. <laughs> and he just started laughing and he was like, you can follow up with me in 12 months. Have a good day. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, so I, he really pissed me off at the beginning of 2019, but he truly saved my life at the end of it. And I yeah. couldn't thank him more for that. And like, I know my story's not as crazy as Courtney's is. But that just shows the variety of the different types of ways that people deal with these things. Yeah. Um, It's not always just cut and dry. It's not always rocking back and forth, heavy breathing, panic attacks. It's stomach issues. It's um, withdrawal from people. It's um, addiction. A lot of people that suffer from mental illness then go to addictions. Yeah, for sure. um, People cope in not always in the best way. But um, you do something. Yeah. You have to do something. Yeah. So um, I just want to thank everybody for listening to this, for everybody who helped me personally through my journey. I'm, I just started it. I just started my journey. Mm-hmm. I just started going uphill. Um, and you've already made. I've already made huge strides. So and, proud of you. <laughs> thank you, honey. Um, but this is just, this is just proof that you can do it. Like, and don't be afraid to say something. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to, even honestly, if you don't think you have anxiety or depression, but you might have like one like side effect or you might feel down one day or something, go talk to somebody, go. There's no shame. There's no shame. Therapists love their job for a reason. Therapists are there for a reason. And they do not judge. They do not, like, assume the worst of everybody. They are there to love you and to help you through what you need help with. Yes. And, like, honestly, right now, me and my therapist are kind of going on a, um, a journey between my sexuality and my past. Because... Like I said before, all of my anxiety came out when I started really liking Courtney and started dating Courtney. So there's obviously something in me that hasn't, like, shown or that I need to work through to figure out why it did it then. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's going deep dive into your brain and it's hard. It's so hard. Absolutely. I... Like, you have to work your ass off. It is, like I said, the most expensive best friend and the hardest thing you're ever going to do, but it's worth it. Totally. I've had countless therapists. Each one has helped me um, differently. Um, but, you know, you there's there, they're there for a reason. Correct. There's resources for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no shame in anything that you're dealing with. Um, if you want to know more, you, like I said, you can go to www.nami.com. It's N-A-M-I dot org. Um, you said com and then dot org. Which oh one is God. it? It's dot org. 
It's an organization. I'm Good. sorry. So it's NAMI. So N is in Nancy. A. a M is in, in Mary. Mary. Stop repeating me. <laughs> I. <laughs> dot org. Yes. Perfect. Um, and then if you ever feel like you need to call somebody, um, I'm just going to put this out there. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And honestly, if you're not to that part yet, which, God, I hope you never I, get there. I, like Speaking from experience, yeah. would not wish that on anybody. I hope you ever. never get there. But if something, if you need to talk to somebody and you're afraid to take that first step, contact us. Yeah, you can contact us on our Thought Bubbles page. You can contact us personally. Yeah, personally. like If I'm, you have our phone number. I'm obviously not going to mention any names, but one of the girls that I know actually reached out to me last night, which is why I wanted to do this podcast today, because they know that they have something, Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to tell others. Yeah. And honestly, this is your life. You don't have to tell people shit. No. But you do need Need to to put yourself first and and you need to get help. And because from how I felt personally five months ago to how I feel today, I'm never going back. Ever. I I was a miserable per- miserable person then. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back. I'm not completely to my normal self, but I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm back to being happy and not yelling at people all the time and dry heaving all the time. And it's really, it's crazy how much better you feel once you get help. Yes. So... I hope uh, we didn't bore you too much. I know this is uh, our longest podcast so far, but stories are important. Stories are important. Um, And, you know, we got to talk about it more. Correct. We got to break that stigma. Couldn't agree more. Um, But the quote I want to leave you guys with today is, never give up on someone with a mental illness when I is replaced with we illness becomes wellness that's awesome yeah i thought so too good job all Um, right but thank you for listening thank Thank you you. um this is a judge-free zone so for sure we will we have no room to judge y'all we have (laughs) mental illness like crazy and we're in the lgbtqia plus community so there's literally nothing we can judge on yeah unless you're a murderer no i'm just kidding Maybe. <laughs> um, no, but uh, just know that you are loved um, mm-hmm. and that you matter and you Correct. deserve to be in this world. Correct. So we love you guys. We love you. I hope you have a great day and remember to be kind. Always.